Welcome to another episode of Defeasible Reasoning. My name is Professor Andrew Rosema, broadcasting live from the Defeasible Reasoning studios that are now moved into the media center of Grand Rapids Community College, the Center for Cybersecurity Studies, here once again on the 43rd floor with our guest today, James King and producer Notice Matt. Jim, I wanted to have you on to hear about your 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 Spider-Man origin story. So you're in the lab, the radioactive spider crawls up your arm and bites you. How'd that all go down for you? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, it was actually the fifth spider. I had to try a couple to make sure that it worked. Um, I'm going to preempt this with saying that I am fighting a cold right now. So if my voice falters, mm. it, it is mostly because Professor Rosema is intimidating, but also <laughs> the cold thing. So. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be 6'4 and, and not just kind of tower over people sometimes. <laughs> fast learner, faster runner. Yeah, I am actually quite a fast runner. Um, anytime you want to take me up on that, I know you have the long legs like you just uh, yeah. mentioned. Yeah. I'm an old, tired man, friend. <laughs> I, I, I got distance. Um, if, if you're not trained, I could probably beat you at 13 miles if you had to like stop and lay down. But, <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, uh, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 10 minute miler on a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess would be if you, if you list fast runner, you probably a little something quicker than that. I, yeah, I don't, I haven't timed it in quite a long time to be honest, but, uh, but the last time you timed it, um, I have no clue. Yeah, what you run a mile in? No, Probably faster than 10 minutes. All right. 10 years in uh, IT. Um, we met because you were a, one of the, like that first year we ran the ethical hacking class, we had a really interesting group of students and you were amongst them. Yeah. But like, I wasn't your first encounter with education, right? You had. Nope. No. So we'd just no. start out like how, and you're, um, something of a farm boy, right? Yeah. I actually grew up on a, on a farm. Like and, uh, literally a farm where yeah. cows were milked and chickens were murdered. Yep. Yes. Nice. I've done a, a fair amount of chicken murdering. They're but, delicious. I yeah, don't mind. Um, most people don't like uh, doing that part. They just like eating them. But mm-hmm. it's, it's good to know where your stuff comes from. Um, I, I hunted just for the ethical point of saying, yes, I have killed my own food and, and done the things you need to do from the point of killing to the point of the table. And mm-hmm. I feel like I can handle that. So to your point, yeah, I did, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, grow up on a farm, a very small village of about 120 people in northern Michigan. Um, like UP northern Michigan or? No, northeast um, by Alpena okay. would be the, be the largest place with an airport. So um, that being said, I, my grandmother gave me an Apple Lisa when I was like eight and that changed my life. And I, I kind of knew I didn't want to be a farmer forever. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it all started there. That was, that was my IT background. started with the Apple Lisa and then uh, computers. It was the first time I realized like, hey, this, this machine does exactly what I tell it to and nothing else. <laughs> and so, I like that. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Although nowadays, I, I think your job is basically uh, doing making the machines do what people don't tell them to do. Well, they do what I tell them to do. So, <laughs> In <but>. part. <laughs> they do what you tell them to do up until the point of the robot uprising, which we all know is coming. It's com- We're trying to like assage your fears of the <laughs> AI takeover. Yeah. Um, so what do you do now officially? Uh, I'm a, I'm a pen tester. Is so Ninja in the title technically? Yeah, no. Well, that's the nice thing about working for a small company is you can invent your own title. Right. So pretty much uh, whatever. Yeah. Chief Ninja Two Officer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Director of Cybers. So uh, in and penetration testing for the uninitiated. When we talk about ethical hacking, this is basically one of the 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 primary jobs we're talking about. Could you, what's a day in the life look like for you? Yeah, sure. First of all, I assume it's the, it's the best career you can have with penetration in the name. I've always, Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So f- I'm, uh, would be called a full scope red teamer. We do, uh, we penetrate 
corporate networks and um, we go on site and physically break into buildings. Um, we do app and code audits and wait uh, physically break in like yeah that's, at that's, nighttime you creep up in your black mask and like usually during the day okay. so we'll, we'll do the whole uh tailgate and and drop some stuff on the network and uh raspberry pies you know tailgating's the act of walking in like when you use your card and you're a nice guy and you let the pretty young lady uh, behind you in okay, the building yeah, yeah, even yeah, though yeah. you didn't see her card no i saw you do this <laughs> Next thing you know, she's plugging Raspberry Pis in. Yeah, so I don't. Um, the audience here for this podcast, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I can. Neither try to, are we? Okay, <laughs> but I can. Uh, I can try to avoid jargon. That would probably be a good thing to do. No, no, no. We're we're happy to explain. Uh, Noah's role in the podcast is to be the uninitiated. Right? Yeah, sure. So I produce the show. My background is not in computers. <laughs> I mean, it is tangentially because I work with technology to be creative. But I certainly um, don't work at technology near the level as the various folks that come in here do. So fair, sort of a user as opposed to a engineer or a breaker of technologies. Yeah. So if it starts to get like a little too wild in here, that's why I, that's where I hopefully <laughs> like bring it down. You know. You were telling me about an engagement where, if you've ever seen The Matrix, you know where they're running through the city. They've got a guy at VA. And I don't want to disclose any secrets. I know that, that like it's a shadowy business, but the term swole bro might apply here. <laughs> like looked like he's snapped more than chicken necks in his history. Hi, Greg. <laughs> and I guess <laughs> that you were playing the role of tank from the matrix or tank. I need an exit. <laughs> <laughs> Turn left, turn right, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that was that's kind of cool. So that's a physical pen testing engagement, right? Where yeah, you're like, yeah, see what you know. We've got all these policies about this is how you're supposed to behave. Jim's job is to figure out. Oh, guess what? They're they're not doing those policies. And, and the company's hired you to do this. Yeah. yeah okay. I just <laughs> randomly yeah, chose. No, yeah. like, <laughs> so FYI, we, we're breaking in. Uh, you know, obviously, I can't say say you know drop names here. Sure, but we of, had course, a, of course. We had an yeah. engagement in the Midwest recently. Um, and we were scoping out the place. Front door had three different signs that said no tailgating. Watch for tailgaters. Right. So we went around the other side and someone let us in. Uh, you know, that's like, because that was the the door without the signs. Yep, yep, and it, it worked. So it's kind of it's kind of funny, but uh, that's that's usually kind of that easy in most places, most not super high security uh, facilities. The 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 whole Marlboro Country thing is a good ploy. You know, you go out, have a cigarette, correct? Yeah, wander back in. And then, uh, so you mentioned the the, the swole bro, but it, he is a very large man, and uh, he doesn't smoke. So we're like, "Hey, you should go pretend to smoke." And he's like, "Yeah, no one will suspect the six three large black man smoking a cigarette for the first time." <laughs> Where'd you come from, sir? Well, you know, and um, that's always been my problem too. Like, I am not the gray man. You know, like sometimes your physical characteristics just out you, and yeah. like you notice the six foot four dude. Mm -hmm. It's just like because they might hit you with a club. You're genetically <laughs> predisposed to do that. So I assume the way you become a penetration tester is you pay 25 cents for a copy of the Grand Rapids Press and you open it to the job section and it says, penetration tester wanted. <laughs> Please e mail your resume to the following address. Um, Include return postage or something like that. Is that how that works? If that was in the newspaper, I would definitely send a resume uh, via email that was malicious. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, funny tangent to that, actually, um, some a red teamer friend of mine, uh, Aaron Herndon at, at Rapid7 actually got his job because he actually fished 
the the person that uh, was interviewing him. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend everybody try that. Yeah, no, no, not not <laughs> every every employment opportunity is is uh, should you send malicious uh, word docs to. <laughs> Probably a bad idea. Did it did it work? Did he pop his box with a malicious word doc? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Suckers. Yep. That's not nice. Don't try that at home, kids. So, yeah, but like, what was the path? I'm sure it wasn't just I applied. Right. The road to, to, to being a pen tester. And, and to be totally fair, this this is my dream job. This is what I've wanted to do for ever since I heard about what it was. Um, in my opinion, it's the closest you can get to being like a spy in the in the private sector. Right. right. Um, I, it's a it's a long journey to be uh, to to know the things you need to know. And it's it's not just a journey. It's a continuous education. Yeah, um, I often call it the technology treadmill. You just right. It never allowed to stop. And, and, and for me personally, it's, it's something that has drawn me to this career is the fact that it never ends. Cause I've had a, a lot of different careers and I, you know, I started working full time when I was 13 and I haven't stopped since. Um, and I've always had these jobs where I would sort of learn the ropes and then, and then I know it like the back of my hand and nothing changes. Right. Right. And that's when, when, satisfaction in that employment plummets right because it's not new stuff here in this field it never ends it's always constantly new stuff and that that was one of the biggest draws to me in the first place so that was the sort of the strategic part of it did school play a part yeah um um, there's always a place in time and there's there's certainly many routes to the same destination but um education higher education certainly helps um i'm here because i went to grand rapids community college um, plug. Yep. There we go. There it is. This podcast brought to you by the Grand Rapids Community College Center for Cybersecurity Studies. Now there accepting applications for the winter semester. I, I highly suggest it. Um, so higher education, yeah, it plays a big role. I, I went to Grand Valley. I took some online classes. I actually went through Harvard's uh, CS50 program as well. Um, that was a good intro to programming and all things um, sort of lower, lower entry cyber stuff. That was a great program to go through. Um, Grand Valley's um, computer science program was was all right. Um, <laughs> the, uh, they are about to build a, an actual like CIS program over there, so I'm I'm waiting with bated breath to see how that turns out. They've got like they're trying to spend like fifty million dollars to build a building, bring on some new. Okay, so. yeah, that's 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 money. I always I, well, <laughs> I always I always like infosec spans CS traditional computer science. Yes. You know, building towers of Hanoi and, and optimizing search results and stuff. And then sort of the tactical hands-on stuff that we focus on, you know, here. And that's more the computer information system. So, Yeah, in, information security in we general our friends up spans, spans a lot of... It's, it's right, it covers that whole gambit, right? Yeah. Someone said to me the other day that there is no living person that knows how every part of a computer works. Right, probably <laughs> not, not a lie. This week, we'll see how this transition works. Um, in pursuing my own walk down the, the technology treadmill, doing um, SANS 503 which is their uh, like in-depth incident response course. They tell you it's about incident response, but really what it is is memorize all of the bits in the IP packet header, the TCP packet, at least be able to pop them back out when they ask you questions about them, understand where they are. And I thought I knew networking pretty well. Like um, you mentioned online education. You can go look up the first assignment for Stanford's um, networking course there. There, I I don't remember the course number, but it's their first networking course. And like assignment one is download the RFC for TCP and write your own implementation in C, which is you're going to learn it. And and so SANS has kind of got that same um, approach. And I think I've mentioned this on the pod before that they're what got me into information security 
Back before you were. Well, it sounds like back when you had your first job. Um, so, but their, their, their jam is certification. And I'm wondering how certification impacted your ability to get in the door, um, with our friends over there at VDA Labs. Sure thing. Yeah. So first of all, I, I think SANS is Latin for, for without, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I like to tell people I have, you know, the SANS without certification. certification. Yeah. <laughs> Je suis SANS certification. <laughs> um, certification is, is, is big for a lot of different reasons. Many employers, and I, I would... I would honestly tend to say that my current employer mm-hmm. is is bigger on what you know, what you can do, and, and how you can show it, and not so much the certification. Sure. But certainly our clients, and that and that's that's the big get, right? If you have clients, they're going to want to see those those letters on the end of your name. Right. Um, that's just always it's a good way to good way to show them that you know what you're doing um, as far as pieces of paper go. Right, and it's a shorthand for the. Um, I had a conversation with the. Uh, CISO over at one of the large uh, grocery retailers in town. And he said something to me that I like to pass on the students a lot, which is like, that means that I can spend, if you've got certification X, that means I can kind of assume you've at least studied it. Mm-hmm. And like, we can skip over that part of the interview and we can start with like fit and fit and, and field kind of questions. Are you going to work out well here? Right. And that's, that's a fair assessment. And that's what I think certification does a very good job of getting people into, you know, past HR filters and, and, right. and really stacks the resume and maybe i know you're trying to plug certification or at least i think you are so maybe i'm not the best person to ask because i kind of have a um oh no I'm, I'm always interested in the honest opinion my my yeah. advice to students is also frequently the certification you want is the certification the guy who's interviewing you has because the yep. the woman sitting across from the table with you if she's got a cissp she thought it was important to go get a cissp so it might that be is a bad idea for you to have one too excellent advice uh, another plug for grcc's program because he's the professor. We don't do a <laughs> CISP certification here. Right? In, Not yet, right? It's, it might oh, be coming. yeah, that'll be a workforce thing, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but, but hey, thanks for reminding me to plug that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, certification, um, it, you got to attack it at all angles, right? Certification certainly helps. But at the same, in the same breath, um, you know, you look at people like Chris Roberts, who arguably one of the best hackers in the world right now, or, or certainly one of the best that I've met, um, who was handing out not a CISP um, badges at, at KirkCon, right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I go for certs. I mean, it, it's a good thing to have, and you will learn, uh, especially with SANS, SANS certifications in their in their um, training. It's almost like a job shadow, some of these that I've been to, um, where they're really they're using real-world data. Um, the people who wrote the course are teaching you the course um, instead of, like, the uh, some of the lower-end certifications from other organizations um comptia uh, i'll just say comptia is entry level that's fine yeah there um so that's just kind of like a sort of it's like a regurgitation or like the itil is kind of like a glossary of terms almost um cissp is guilty of that that they they brag about being you know 50 miles wide but an inch deep right so you have to be able to regurgitate basically an overview of the entire field but not necessarily uh, know any of it in particular great depth yeah and that's so the CISP does a very good job at um helping you understand uh how organizations in particular large or organizations um, work and how they get stuff done and how the life cycle management works and all that stuff so if you want to be a consultant that's a that's a wonderful certification to have also right. management if you're going to be in the management level at an organization the other thing that um certifications really pay off for um is is if you've got a if you're looking for a government gig, they have this checkbox. I forget the DoD directive something 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 five hundred eight. I think um, if you've got this 
checkbox, you can do these jobs. If you've checked this checkbox, you can do these jobs. And those are all based on, you know, security plus is like the entry level one. You can do the entry level job. And if you've got a CEH or one of those, you can do the next level up. If you've got a CSP, you can do that. So that's precisely correct. And kind of goes along with what I was saying about getting past those, those filters and yep. stuff. So the, the government in particular, they, they recognize the CEH, the certified ethical hacker, but they don't recognize the OSCP, hmm. which anybody in past net 10 yeah, testing will tell you it's is miles above right. CEH. So that's just kind of something you gotta take with a grain of salt. Right. I mean, not if you're trying to work for government, like don't take it with a grain of salt, do it for sure. <laughs> yeah. The, the CEH folks are trying to, to, to get on board with that physical thing. They added, um, with their latest iteration, a, a like an add on cert called the practical where they're going to do basically the same kind of test that the OSCP does where you like have, here's a VPN access to a network, break into a bunch of the computers go. Um, so a little bit of college, a little bit of certification work. You are one of the most engaging people I know personally. And it seems to me that that fearlessness about meeting people and talking to people had to play some kind of role in you getting to where you are. That is a good question. I'm glad you brought it up. Because kind of the networking piece, right? Yeah, it's it's huge. It's it's monumental. Um, I've never been on a podcast before. If anyone, everybody's like, yeah, I knew that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, the point I was brought, brought that up because you have to get out of your comfort zone, right? You, mm-hmm. you absolutely have to. To learn more things, you have to engage with new people. You have to go out. Um, you have to you know, it's like, Hey, I want to be a pen tester. Well, have you talked with pen testers? Right. I, I thought I wanted to do, I thought I wanted to make, um, circuit boards for a living. That's what I originally thought when I came down here freshman year. That was, that was, that was, I was like, that's cool. I like, I loved electricity. I love playing at that level. And then, uh, I talked with people who had the degree that I was going for and they're like, yeah, there's no work here in Michigan for that kind of a thing. And I was go like, to Silicon Valley. Yeah. Right. And I was like, well, that's a good thing to know. So, right. The, the point there is you go meet the people that are doing what you want to do and see what they have to tell you. Or it sounds like what you think you want to do. Right. Because yeah. it turns out. Precisely. Well, was staying in Michigan a big deal for it? Oh, I, I like Michigan. I like the four seasons. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. Ish. Oh yeah. Man, I went down last year to visit my brother-in-law in Florida. And this was right after Thanksgiving. So this is about a year ago. And so Christmas time is like in full force, right? Right after Thanksgiving, Christmas is like, you're, you're ready for Christmas. And it's like 90 degrees. There's no snow in sight. It's all, it's completely tropical. We went to my nieces and nephews Christmas concert at their school and they're singing these carols and we walk outside and it's like sweltering. And I'm like, (laughs) what is happening? How do these people live in this place? Yeah, (laughs) it's it's, crazy. My, my older sister moved to Florida like eight years ago and I have uh, not been down to visit her. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. We're going down, um, I sail. So we're going down to go sailing over the Christmas holiday. Um, it is a little disjointed though. We did my grandparents, um, 50th anniversary several years ago. And, uh, and it was weird. We, we were out for new years in shorts. So I'm like, that's a thing people can do. So to bring it back, what types of networking did you do to meet these people? You mentioned Gurkhan. Yeah. You showed so, up at the local uh, security conference. Plug love, for Gurkhan. Love Gurkhan. Yeah. Big fan. Um, tons to learn there. You'll meet a ton of cool people doing really cool things. You'll meet uh, Chris Roberts, who to the uninitiated is the dude who one time got pulled off an airplane as he was trying to walk back to the gates because he may or may not have yeah. tampered with the computer flight control systems on that airplane. I believe yeah. that has been thoroughly I, debunked. But. I think I think he is um, not allowed to fly Delta. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, um, yeah, that's the kind of thing that's going on in Gurkhan. But in the in West Michigan, we actually do have a pretty good um, uh, 
we got a lot going on here, to say the least. Um, mm. there's, there's the ISSA, the ISC squared, there's different organizations uh, for the uninitiated. They're, they're, they stand for things, I, International <laughs> Systems Security Association, and et cetera, et cetera. But um, Professor Rosema, across the table from me, is a great person to ask about these things. I, he was one of the first people to tell me about some of the stuff going on here in West Michigan, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, right. Uh, me, I choke up. But there is, um, <laughs> I mean, the very fact that I get to do my job here in West Michigan, I didn't have to leave for that, is a good sign. And there are, we have companies like Grimm is coming into Rockford, I believe. In their, Greenville, maybe. Okay, Greenville. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, and they're in Ann Arbor. And we have some other, the cybersecurity field is, is kind of booming a little bit, I would say, in, in West Michigan, which is a very good thing. There's uh, tons of organizations. The uh, Meetup app I recommend for people who, especially people who travel to, I, I used it. I was kind of a jet setter there for a while, and I, any city I would go to, I'd pull up the Meetup app, and there would always be some kind of security event going on, and I would go go say hi and then and see what was up and learn some stuff and, and share some information. Yeah, it's a great app. I I used it when we going on to visit my brother-in-law to to play soccer with uh, pick up soccer with folks down there because I play a lot of soccer, and when I travel, I like to do that in other places and. It was totally awesome to use that app to like find other people who are into that too. Yeah. So I'm sure, yeah, you can do that with cybersecurity too. Yeah. Oh, and um, soccer. It's it's not at the same time. Hack while you play. <laughs> it's it's worth <laughs> noting that I met my boss at one of these events. Oh, so you? Yeah. Uh, Doctor Jared Demont, right? Yeah, correct. He's yeah, a, he uh, spoke at uh, ISSA, I believe, a couple years ago. I think I remember that. Was he rocking the dope? Uh, is that a DefCon leather yeah. he's got? Yeah. Mm. Jelly. So jelly. <laughs> What's DEFCON leather? Oh, a leather jacket with the DEFCON, DEFCON logo on it. Oh, okay. Which gotcha. is one of, which is half that of Hacker Summer a number camp. of ways. But <laughs> <laughs> you saw that picture where I just left part of my, my uh, mustache on it for No Shade November. <laughs> Yeah, let's walk away from the London Daily <laughs> comment. So, so yeah, I think we're local up. local uh, security organizations get out there and meet people. Uh, I will note here that I frequently will award extra credit points in my classes just to encourage people to get out there and do the things. You know, to meet people, talk to people, so important for you. It is um, cutter of proverbial Gordian knots. You don't cut literal Gordian knots, just the proverbial ones. Well, the Gordian knot was already cut, so oh, uh, son can't of do it again. I guess can be. That's on James's LinkedIn description, by the way. Yeah, that if was, you're wondering what that was. Yeah, he. <laughs> what can, could you explain? What that? I have no idea what that means. Cutter of proverbial Gordian knots. What so the, the Gordian knot was this famous yoke that was tied in such a mess, and and it was. Uh, I forget the um, exactly what you would call the 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 seer or person who said whoever can untangle this knot is going to be the rightful ruler and uh, mm. I think it was Oracle of Delphi maybe yeah yeah but you're on the Googles right oh, yeah here we go there you go so it's like a sword in the stone situation yeah pretty much okay. but the 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 idea here is that the clever solution was not to untie it but to take your sword out and cut it in half. Mm. But that's um, so I, I put that on there because I consulting for a while. I have there's create, you know, we'll get 15 people in a room um, progress meeting, right? Where all progress stops because everybody's in the meeting. But these people will try to come up with very, very complex and complicated solutions for problems that they there might be otherwise very simple solutions for. You just got to think outside the box, which is, by the way, pen testing is, is very much about thinking outside the box and, and not just taking a uh, single known approach, but you really got to look at things from all angles. You got to come at it from other side. You got to step away sometimes 
and think, you know, uh, is this the only way I can be doing this? Is there, is there other ways in? Is, can, I, can I go this way? Can I go that way? Can I go on site? You know, all these different things that were really come in handy. Uh, curiosity, too, plays a big role. Sure, I, yeah. I have always defined myself as curious, uh, I think, above all else. Um, uh, it's why I get out. It's why I meet people. It's why I do things because I am curious about all, all, all kinds of stuff. You know, beyond, you know, I did grow up on a farm, but like I do pen testing. I'm a hacker, right? But also, like, I love gardening. I love cooking. Uh, I love biology. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's critical curiosity, I think, to everything. Yeah, absolutely is. If only we could just magically impart that on people. Hey, man, be curious. <laughs> All right. Well, I would like to thank our guest, James King, engineer, consultant, OS Int, Ninja, Webmaster, Cybersecurity Guru, and cutter of proverbial Gordian knots. Other than the LinkedIn's, do you have any social medias you like to push? I am on Twitter as uh, it's Pineapple Boots. Pineapple Boots. Uh, that's a story for another time. Yep. Uh, and that's it. I'm uh, at Drew Rosema. On the Twitters, no. Do you do you have a social media? Feed? No, you know I don't. Facebook, Partake. I I, um, I Twitter anonymously, All right, uh, and I Reddit anonymously. All right, you um, guys just, out there want to dox anonymous <laughs> over here? Go for it. Uh, uh, real quick, I will. Uh, Reddit has a couple of good communities. Um, Netsec, Ask Netsec, uh, How to Hack hacking a couple of the other ones they're, they're actually pretty good uh communities if you get involved there's uh good links good discussions so cool so since i said reddit, reddit i just thought I'd throw it in there great right. our, our net sack plug for you guys all right and thank you again for listening our loyal listeners yeah thank you for having me uh, professor rosma and noah appreciate it all right remember to like and subscribe mash that like button down there at the bottom <laughs> uh or do the itunes thing review only five stars the, the rest of you um go go look at another podcast and review them importantly <laughs> Feasible Reasoning is produced at the Epic Studios of Grand Rapids Community College Media Technologies Department. Epically executive produced by Noah D. Smith and hosted by me, Drew Rosen.